Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Sometimes. I'm robust. Bust? In more ways than one. Keep it out of the gutter, Martha. <laughs> Listen, just because it's you Sunday. gave me a ring doesn't mean you get all access. Isn't that yes, what a I ring do. Means? You're my bitch. <laughs> I learned how to make wire-wrapped rings yesterday. So that was my crafty project. Now I'm going to make 10,000 of them and give them away as gifts. Okay, Josh, what does a ring mean? I heard you pipe up a second ago. And oh, <laughs> you said a ring doesn't give her all access. I said, isn't that the point of a ring, though? Well, it was a ring with no vows. <laughs> I vow to be your friend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tell you when you have a booger in your nose. And I do need to know that. Tell so you thank when you, you need plucking. <laughs> I might need plucking. Don't look. Well, you know, I'll tell you if I see it. I know. Oh, my God. Bonnie, pluck that. Because Here's you are the mother of all pluckers. <laughs> I'm a mother plucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're hearkening back to old podcasts now. So today is a very special day. It is sort of an unofficial year. Mm-hmm. Because really, I think we started doing our original podcast in May. But we didn't post any of them until, like, September. Do you know the exact date? September 1st. Okay. The first week, anyways. I looked back a a while ago so that I could see when our year was going to be up, and it was the first week in September. You have got to get closer. Can you hear me now? That's better. Every time you talk, put your face up. Well, and then look at the microphone instead of Martha. But I like looking at Martha. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just try to talk louder. So, um, so it's unofficially one year because 52 weeks is a year, right? Right. So we've had 52 podcasts and this is 53. So this is officially unofficially. Officially unofficially? Unofficially. This is unofficially (laughs) our one year. Awesome. (laughs) And we have Nicole back. It's an yes. infamous Nicole sighting, kind of like Sasquatch. <laughs> Ooh, at least I'm not that hairy. <laughs> if so, uh, Martha would tell you. I would, I would hand you a tweezer and say, Nicole, go in the bathroom. <laughs> and speaking of hairy. <laughs> I am that hairy. Speaking of beards, Josh is with us again, too. We figured... We, we should really have a full complement of book girls on hand for our unofficial one year. <laughs> and Josh's voice may be deep, but he is a book girl at oh, heart. I'm a book girl. <laughs> he just likes being surrounded by beautiful women. It's not the worst place I could be. <laughs> I was expecting something a lot snappier than that. <laughs> yeah, me too. That was, it was late at night last night. Yeah, Josh, we had a big promotion yesterday. We, the culmination of a, of a big promotion 
yesterday during the day and Josh came by. It was a wedding that we gave away on the radio station. And here comes Josh. He came with Mike. And he's in a suit. I'm like, really, Josh in a suit? I love wearing suits. Yeah. You got all dressed up for it? He cleaned Mm -hmm. up real nice. I get all dressed up any chance I get. Do you really? I love wearing my suit. I almost wore it today, but I ended up changing out of it last night. Oh. He was probably still wearing it this morning, is what he's trying to say to us. <laughs> Might have been a shame. Did you hook up with a bridesmaid last night or something? No, because there was like no single girls there. What? Yeah, no liquor, no single girls. I'm sure you still danced very with upset. every woman in, at the wedding. I shockingly did not. Uh, I know. Uh, I almost did at the one we went to first, um, the giveaway wedding. I almost did. <laughs> But I thought it best to get out of there before I became the center of attention. Well, he and Mike were becoming a little inebriated there by the end. Indeed. I think I've only got one picture and it doesn't really show the full suit in this one. Yeah, that doesn't do it justice. Oh, I've seen him in a suit. You look a little out of place in your polo shirt. That's what what I said. That's what I said. (laughs) She said she's only worn a dress once since she moved to Oklahoma. Only once. And it was the first time we had corporate <laughs> comment. It was the ugliest dress I've ever... You need to buy that book dress I sent you. Yes, Nicole sent me a picture. I didn't get to, the chance to show it to you, but it's... Um... I don't wear dresses, though. I don't Just, really wear very yeah. many dresses, either. But this is... Sure, dresses having are said nice. that, this is a very cute dress. I've thought about it. I've thought about going and buying a skirt or something that I could wear, you mm-hmm. know, casual. But I don't... I just... I don't know. I just... Guys, see, see, skirts are okay, but like full dresses, that's where it's at. You know what the dresses I like though is I like like the Donna Reeve, um, nineteen sixties dresses that like flare on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that I like. the The best part about wearing a dress is it's the female version of walking around with no pants on. That's true. Seriously, you don't want to wear pants. Put a dress on. You look good, and you're not and wearing you know, pants. That's where the pants. wind comes along, and your business is all out there. Yeah, yeah, but then I'm, you can get then you're free wearing stuff. the wrong things. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Well, you said <laughs> it's like not, not wearing pants. Why, if you're not wearing pants, why in the world would you wear underwear? I'm just confused by that. Well, I usually wear true. underwear at all times. At one of the places <laughs> that I used to work at, I used to have to wear a dress um, twice a week. We were required to dress up twice a week. What kind of? Okay. And at the time, I was driving a truck, and I'm not very tall. So if it's a windy day and you're wearing a dress in Oklahoma, guess what happens to your dress when you slide out of the truck? Trust me, I flashed lots of people, which is why I don't wear a dress in Oklahoma. I flashed lots of people in the parking lot of this building because this building has the The biggest wind. Yes, it is very windy. Ever. Yeah. I just like them because it's easier than actually coordinating clothing yeah it's just one piece of clothing I right just throw it on push some no, sandals on you got to do the shoes it's the shoes that really get i just wear whatever i have like four pairs of shoes so it's pretty easy to pick <laughs> pick some out that look yeah, but okay. if, you, if you do like one of some like a casual casual people enough would, dress you can wear like canvas shoes white canvas shoes with it or something and it would people okay. would die of a heart attack if i wore a dress into this building my seven dollar sandals i wear with all my dresses they're almost falling apart by the way don't buy the seven dollar sandals <laughs> but they do look good <laughs> so now that we've given all this uh fashion advice right. josh is just sitting here like really i got out of bed for this with <laughs> well i mean he gave his opinion he said that dresses are he likes dressing up 
And yeah. girls, like wearing, girls dresses wearing dresses are, are, are yeah. good. And the model in the picture is really pretty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. So he got it something out of the conversation. But let's talk about books because this is a book podcast. And it is our s- sort of anniversary. We'll just call it our anniversary. 53rd week. 53 podcasts, you guys. Yes. Which is pretty dang awesome. And I'm kind of considering making a YouTube channel, too, so we can be on YouTube. So, you know, bigger audience. Like Even a video the, podcast? No, of it? not video, just the audio. Because <laughs> I don't think we could do. I don't think we could do video. Video would just be too weird, don't you think? Yeah, more expensive. <clears throat> that and I just yeah. well, we'd have to set up a video for somebody for it to video us. Like it couldn't doing because it t- and... the two sides. It's just too weird. It would. I be. mean, you because that. I'm facing you guys, and we're facing you, right? Okay, so books, books. Oh man, you know all this preparation and everything. Guess what I forgot to do? Look up your book. Look up what book I'm going to talk about. Uh, well, <laughs> we can always bad. start with somebody else and then do to. you. I'm not prepared. Last. Oh, that's a good book. Mm-hmm. I read it a long time ago. I don't think I've ever read that one. I think we should make Nicole go first. I'm sure I read it in like the third grade. <laughs> I, I, can, I mean, I, I can do that. Nicole's been out for so long. We, we like feel terrible that we haven't seen you in so long, Nicole. We missed you. <laughs> missed you guys too. Okay. Put your back and that's all that matters. Are you guys ready? I think so, yeah. Dremel. Just kidding. <laughs> Nicole, ladies and gentlemen, Nicole! <laughs> Woo! Okay. <laughs> so, uh, really up. <laughs> All right. So I read The Nest, which is by Cynthia Dupree Sweeney. And The Nest is a very interesting book. It's not that long. It's a little over 300 pages. Um, but it's very complex because there's a lot of characters. Um, and essentially it's about um, this fa- family of siblings. And the oldest brother uh, has some issues. He became very successful very fast and turned to drugs and alcohol. And so the first part of the book is him getting in an accident with some girl who is really young. And he had tried to convince her that he could, like, if he wanted to listen to her demo CD and, oh, you know, was taking sleazy. advantage of this girl. Well, he gets a hand job in the car and they <laughs> get in an accident. So Wait, in the middle of it. Yep. And oh, so like while they're driving. And so, uh, <laughs> that sucks. uh, and he was married and had kids and all this stuff. So, um, then you're introduced to his siblings and they keep talking about the nest, um, throughout the entire book. And at first you're kind of trying to figure out what the nest is. Um, and then you realized it's a trust fund and you find out that, uh, their parents had set up this trust fund that had a lot of money in it. So that none of the children could uh, have access to it until they're like 50 years old or like some like at an older age than most people would be allowed to access their uh, trust fund. And so because of the oldest son's accident and then all the other siblings, everything they're going through, it's just this entire book of them like it's kind of a mess, like their family family arguments and like over this money. And it's very interesting to read, kind of. 
Chi, family or uh, arguing over money? Oh, yeah. Never. No. <laughs> that would never happen in That real would life. never happen. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, it's not bad. Um, I'd probably give it like a four out of five. You know, that's it's not my favorite. That, that's one of the ones that has been like on a bunch of the lists. Did you say that it it, it really mm-hmm. belonged on the lists? Uh, what made it different? I really like because of I think the complexity of it because of how many like the characters and then you're not focusing on any character. Uh, you learn about one of the other sisters who has twins, and then you're learning about her twins, and then you've got the other brother who's gay but is married to his partner, and like everything that's going through all of these siblings' lives and what makes them, because they all have reasons for needing this money. And so it's kind of a need for all of reasons for needing money. Well, I know. So it's very interesting. Like this is it. You know how we always talk about wanting to uh, look at everyone's perspective to get a sense of where you should be. Well, this is looking at everyone's perspective and seeing like what's going on, you know. So it's Hmm. it's pretty interesting. That kind of falls outside your normal um, uh, genre a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. What, but I what, haven't read a whole lot. What compelled lot you to read it, you think? Uh, just because it was on all the lists and it was everywhere. And then I found it for $1.99 on Amazon. Very so. good. That's what I was trying to get you to say. Because it was on the lists. You know yep. what I saw on Amazon? I don't know how true it is because I saw it on the internet. But they said something about um, you could join Amazon for free if you are a college student. If you have an uh, email with an EDU. Uh, well, you get like a free... Um, membership don't you no uh you get a free trial like just like you would and then it's a discounted rate so it's like 30 or 40 dollars instead of the hundred dollars a year um but i chose not to do that because uh well i was doing it for a while but because i'm dating travis we live together well i didn't want him to go and pay for another membership but and you can add like your significant other or somebody who lives in the same household to Mm -hmm. your account but you can't do it if you have a student membership. Oh, so gotcha. I went, I just paid for it. It's an extra, you know, like, and now he can use the free shipping. We can watch movies. Like, it's, huh. and we can, you can actually share books too. So, like, if I buy a book, he can go read it if he wanted to. Well, that's kind of, that, that would be better. <laughs> I, I see where that would be. So, and the student membership doesn't have any other benefits really other than it's cheaper. Yeah. So, well, if you're single and you're a student, yeah, it's definitely worth it if you are single and a student. Hey. I mean, that's what I was doing for the <laughs> longest time. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That free shipping is nice. I think it is $40 a year because uh, it was 30 but they raised all their prices yeah. a few years ago, and that's when it went up to 40 mm, Gotcha. Man, that's coming up quick. School. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think, you know, my son starts college in, like, Two weeks. Yeah, the 21st is when. Yeah, not this week, but the next week. Yep. He when starts. Uh-huh. It's, can't believe he's already in college. I know. My boy <laughs> starts on the 21st, too. He's going to college? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Is he out of the house? No. Are oh. they both going to O-Trip? O-Trip will see. Yeah. yeah. If you need well, teacher because... recommendations, hit me up. All right. All right. We'll do. <laughs> I might, because I don't know anything about O-Triple-C. Me either. It's all right. Are you going to O-Triple-C? No. I'm no. Oh, you. Oh. All right, kids. So, Nicole's got hers. She's, she was very succinct. What do you rate it? 
Probably a four out of five. You're going to OU. I went to OSU. Um, rivalry. Hey, you know girls. what? <laughs> Leave all that bullshit outside. You two. We're not having any of that in here. There'll be no college rivalry. We get enough of that in Oklahoma. <laughs> These people are nuts about that stuff, I, I tell you. That's really awkward because I was like born and bred a cowboy. My dad's like a OSU alum diehard. And you're OU? Yeah. <laughs> it's just useless crap anyway. Sorry. 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 No hate mail. <laughs> it pretty much is, though. <laughs> it really is. Um, I can't say anything about sports since my son is going into sports. Yeah, I so know. I hope everyone keeps liking sports oh. as much as they do. Yeah, because he's going to go to OCCC for a year, and then he's going to Syracuse. Awesome. He needs to take uh, Gwen Faulkner Lippert's class. Big shout out to Gwen. Do you know Gwen? Book girls. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and what does she teach? Uh, almost all of the, like, PR, uh, journalism, like, a bunch of stuff. Well, he'll probably end up, he might take something like that since he's, I mean, he went to OCCC because they have journalism. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she works for our competitor. Oh. But she comes up here all the time because I give her tours for a class. Cool. All I'll right. Next. We got we got five books to get through today. So who <laughs> wants to go next? I got it. Okay, Josh. Okay. Um, I read this book before, long time ago. Okay. But it's a good book, and I wanted to read it again, so I did. Okay. Uh, it's Friedrich Pohl, uh, The Cool War. And that's P O L. P O H L. P O H L. I knew it was kind of a weird yeah. spelling because you know, um, science fiction people. We always. <laughs> I've never actually read anything by him though. Oh, great stuff. What's it called again? Uh, the Cool War. Cool War. Okay, so tell me about it. Okay, so it's not super science fictiony, um, aside from the fact that it's it was written in the seventies and then placed like about now actually, but I mean obviously it's not so like it's this a future. Um, but real wars aren't really happening very much. Um, traditional wars. Traditional mm -hmm. wars, okay. I suppose, yes. And so, pretty much all that's going on is different countries messing each other's um, lives up, just with small stuff that will end up affecting bigger stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's an espionage novel. Um, the main character's name, well, he's a reverend for a Unitarian church, mm -hmm. and his name is Hornswell Hake. Goes by Horny Hake. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know he got picked on on the playground. You think right? so? <laughs> Either that or he was loved by the ladies. It could be. That could be how he got his name. That's right. Could be. Um, Maybe he was he was steering his flock in other ways. <laughs> oh, wow, steering his flock. So... Um, up to this point in his life, at the beginning of the book, he's mostly just doing marriage counseling for his uh, parishioners and uh, doing sermons every week. And then, you know, going to see sick people and whatever. Um, boring. Super crazy boring. And he's of... Let's see, where is he from? I believe Lebanese descent. He was born hey, there. just like Nicole! Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so... Him being born there and then brought over here because of the war, mm 
this is why he was chosen by the team, which is mm-hmm. the C- the new CIA, basically, mm-hmm. because the CIA had disbanded pr- 40 years previously. You are making an awful lot of noise with that chair over there. It's a loud chair. Be still. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So he just pointed a gun at me. (laughs) The team recruits him and they send him on his first mission over to Germany and I think a couple other countries to pass out. What are they? Marmosets. What? Just to give to their like city zoos. Oh, as like a a church thing. Random is that? So marmosets for Jesus? It's a front. Um, okay. They take <laughs> a whole <laughs> group of kids over there with them, but the the team infects the kids with a like a new flu, pretty much that doesn't really affect kids and it doesn't really affect women. It mostly affects marmosets. No, thirty uh, five <laughs> year old men, like Whoa. around that age. That's who gets it the worst. And they do that so whenever they come back, because. Uh, Hate gets sick, obviously, because he's a 35-year-old male. Um, so he gets sick, and the mission's done. And then the team shows him later on that um, absenteeism in Germany for work has been up 40%. Hmm. So everybody in Germany is getting sick. Right. They're getting sick, and they're missing work, and production's going down, they're losing money, and they're getting weaker. So this is what the team does. They, they do this stuff all over the world to all different oh. countries. You know, they'll... Buy up all sorts of one thing to inflate the price and then sell it somewhere else and then oh. just drive somebody else's economy down. So they're basically wrecking the country from the inside out. Right. So they're mischievous assholes. Right. Hmm. Um, but there's smart. also yeah, other teams in every other country trying to do that to us. Mm-hmm. It's oh. it's all over the world, everybody against everybody. Um, sort of like, a, like the Cold War. Type like non-violent tactic. warfare, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hence the cool war. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. See how I did that? Yeah. <laughs> totally intentional. Totally intentional. That was a great fake laugh, yeah, by the way. That information was completely gone from my brain by the time we reached this point. But and okay. that's called a dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny to see. Um, Hate grow through the novel because as he sticks with the team and goes through the training and does other stuff, um, other missions and whatnot, he kind of changes from the conscientious person that he was before um, because there's like rationing and whatnot. um, So there's a lot of power rationing. And for his church, he could hardly run the lights and a heater at the same time without blowing the fuse. Wow. And then he sees the team, and the dude that recruits him pulls up in a Buick, leaves it running, you know, heat on full blast. Oh, okay. And uh, he's, he's always, like, I gotta get me some he's always, you know, snubbing at uh, power piggery. Um, you know, all these Ooh. lights running for no reason, you know, rooms. That sounds like my husband. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Turn the light off in there. What? I went over with the money. I went over one day and I'm crocheting, sitting on the couch. Because we turn on all the lights when mm. we're in the living room. And he came in and shut the lights off on me. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's me, by the way, because I go 
like Travis is home. I come home, every light in the freaking house is on, and I sit there and turn them all off, and I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm the good morning closet light trooper on her. <laughs> he actually said that to me this morning. Did he? Yeah. Like, get out of my closet. <laughs> so, um, as, as Hake is going through the process of, you know, coming into the team, his views on that start changing, and he's like, hey, I kind of want a car that I can leave running sometimes, or why can't I just run the the heat all night? And so it, it, it's cool because it just kind of shows how get, having access to all this stuff in a world where you're not, where most people aren't allowed to have it, you get used to it and kind of entitled to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that kind of fits with the, some modern themes as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's a very cool book, though. I like it. The cool. The cool. War. Not the cold. The cool war. war. Yes. The lukewarm war. Frederick Pohl. Frederick Pohl. Well, Friedrich, but yes. Friedrich. <laughs> you know how those it's Eastern Europeans are. <laughs> hey, those Eastern Europeans will correct you every time. Yeah. Do you guys hear about in India right now? There's a tomato shortage, so they started a state bank of tomatoes. Because people are fighting over tomatoes. Well, I, I had could ship them some of mine. There's <laughs> on the counter out there that nobody's taken from no, Friday. But think about it, like, wow, yeah. I mean, the state bank of tomatoes. It's like when we did the, like the wheat silos here. Yep. <clears throat> which we still have. Tomatoes to. are awfully hard to keep, though. Mm-hmm. They really Makes are. you yeah. interested in how they're doing it, but I mean. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I'm thinking if there was a shortage of tomatoes, that wouldn't hurt my feelings too much. But she hates tomatoes. I don't so like tomatoes. Fine yeah, her. but I mean, I think there's like fighting going on and like people being murdered over tomatoes in India. I read like a news story about it this morning because I was like, whoa. I'm going to have to look that up now. I find <laughs> that, that very fascinating. I think and they use a lot of tomatoes. I think there. one day yeah. we're going to have some issues over coffee. I, yeah. Well, we already do. They make fake coffee now, though. No, that's but I why mean, you're it's supposed really to check. Be bad in the future. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, I could be murderous if I don't get my coffee. Well, you know, I can. <laughs> yeah. So do you really want that. this without caffeine? No, you don't. <laughs> Just stock up every time. You've you seen go. me angry. Do you really want me angry? And uncaffeinated. Just so, go cold turkey for a couple months, and then don't uh, drink it just anymore. Just take a sip. You'll be all right. Calm. Just take some vacation on, days. I would have to. With my not coffee. <laughs> what is that? It looks just like whipped milk. Pretty much. It's pretty much whipped milk. It's a vanilla bean. No, it's like those are deli- It's a vanilla milkshake, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. With ice instead of. Those are delicious. They're really good. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I've tried them before. Just a sip because, you know, it's made with cream. Yeah, it's not good. She's lactose intolerant, too. <laughs> All the things you ever wanted yeah. to know about Vonnie Golden, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Ice cream makes her fart. Me from AIM to Z. <laughs> Thanks for the hat. Sure. It makes my butt very vocal. <laughs> All right. We better stop talking about coffee yes, and move right books. along to the next selection on Three Book Girls. Who's you next? Want, you want to go next or you want me? You can go next. Mine's Stupid and Funny. Stupid and Funny is good. Mine yeah. is too, kind of. Is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it's perfect. 
Um, well, you know, the last couple of weeks I've read very depressing stories. Yes. That's <laughs> I told you that I was going to go with something humorous this week. Thank you. And I read A Million Ways to Die in the West by Seth MacFarlane, oh, who is movie. responsible for Family Guy. Yes. And this about tells you what kind of book this was. It's extremely funny and very inaccurate. Completely oh, inaccurate. Of course. <laughs> but it's set in the Wild West and it's about a sheep farmer named Albert who is kind of, you know, a little cowardly, not really a stand-up guy. And it's about him, like, going against, you know, like gunslingers in the West. And he has a, a, a saloon lady girlfriend. Saloon lady? Yeah, Wouldn't that be, oh, I don't know, a hooker? A saloon hooker. <laughs> Her job is, you know, to... Is customer Pleasure. service for other men in the store. Customer service, I like that. <laughs> customer service. Customer well, relations. Customer service reps out there are turning in their graves. Or in their in their comfy chairs. <laughs> <laughs> what did she just call us? She called us customer service. The headsets hit the table. <laughs> I'm, just done. I'm done with this. And it's just it's about he has a saloon hooker girlfriend and his name Louise and Louise leaves him for a guy who runs a mustache parlor because having a mustache in the west was very manly a if mustache, you were it was mustache. like showed class it you know still is <laughs> yeah you only face hair a i mean you know <laughs> there's really a musical number in the uh, there as we watched the, it it was pretty the, funny uh, we looked it up on youtube the other day at the library <laughs> So, you know, and he's, you know, heartbroken over his hooker girlfriend who left him and meets this lady who is actually the wife of a wanted gunslinger who is currently in jail over like a bar fight or something like that. So it's just, like I said, it's just stupid and inaccurate and a little morally wrong in places. So I would say this is not one for the kids. No, really? Yeah, there's unless you let your kid wa- kid watch Family Guy, which actually, well, I would have to say do. this is probably no a little worse than Family Guy. Really? I mean, there's there's a little bit of language in there that if you're, you know, I wouldn't want. Well, now my kid's 19, but a couple of years ago, I would say not for him. So. But it was stupid, and it was funny, and it was a good palate cleanser for the very depressing stories that I have been reading. Those are my favorite, by the way. The depressing? Yes. Yes, I know, me too, but I I read two very, I read um, Boy in the Stripe. Uh, Boy in the Striped Pajamas. I love. Did Super you review depressing. that? I yes, did. You missed it. You did I not missed... review that one? No. No, you had. I love that, that freaking. I don't know if I've read the book, but the movie I was crying. See, I didn't I watch the movie, often. but the Happy. book was very. Yeah, I not love it. it. I'd rather just watch a comedy movie. I like feeling things when I'm reading or yeah. watching. <laughs> well, see, and we've discussed. If this you could before. see an eye roll right now, <laughs> quit rolling your eyes at Pretty us. Pretty sure Martha just gave herself a concussion with the eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> like she was, it was real intense. <laughs> and then, have you ever read *The Absolutionist* by the same author, by John Boyne? 
Also, no. super depressing. Oh, my God. It was super depressing. I would say read it. <gasps> my question like it. Oh, so get it. depressed. <laughs> Vani, she tells me to read The Book Thief, but she can't handle The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. I know, and The Book Thief is different. No, it's not. How sad. Uh-huh. The Book Thief is told from books. the perspection, perspective of death. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the <that> last <laughs> whatever guys whatever but anyways so I needed a palate cleanser and I read this and like I said it's from Seth MacFarlane a million, a million ways to die in the west and it was extremely funny inaccurate and a great read I would say if you wanted something that was kind of short and funny read this did it make you shoot coffee out your nose um Ow. No. <laughs> no, but I wasn't drinking coffee when I read this, though. So. But it, it was good. I liked it. I would recommend it. Sweet. A mustache, mustache, if you only had a mustache. <laughs> I know that's terribly, terribly off key. I love it. I kind of want to watch the movie now. Yeah. Well, the it's movie okay. was terrible. Terribly funny? No. Or just terrible? It was just terrible. <laughs> There's a couple funny parts in it, but yeah. yeah. The musical was it like numbers. stupid funny? Yes. yes. Like very like, much so. I probably would still like it though. It's a lot of slapstick I like in it. Funny. I like slapsticks to a point. Now there's mm-hmm. some slapsticks that a lot of people have thought was funny, and I didn't really think was very funny. Like Jackass, I didn't think that was funny at all. Yeah, so but they were mostly just gross just a lot of the times. Yeah, that was stupid. They did a lot of. Nasty stuff. Yeah. Were they hit I was like 14 year old, years old when it came out, so I was like prime demographic. Mm-hmm. So and it didn't. Um, I mean, probably I mean, the funniest the part at all was when the dude tried to shoot a firecracker out of his butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was probably the and ended up burning himself. I mean, they've done some funny stuff on there. Um, one time they made like a loop that they were trying to skateboard down, but like sitting on it. Like sitting on the skateboard. But see, that just sounds like something that our boys would have done at thirteen. Yeah, well, that sounds. Like that's that why I watched it because it was. It would have been something I would have done at thirteen. I watched if it I had because resources. I. I thought it was hilarious watching them pick on their parents, yeah. and their parents would get so mad and then not do anything about right. it. It was so I dumb. Just, I didn't really <laughs> laugh during the whole thing. Yeah. Well, when you're 12 or whatever watching it, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna I sit just, there and I be was like, "That's great." Boy. Sense of humor has to be pretty much. Teenage. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Jessica. Palette cleanser gone. Let's go for the next one. I read uh, Gulliver's Travels by Jonathan Swift. Well, that's not too depressing. It's actually really not. I actually really, really enjoyed it, and it was just, it was different than what I've been reading lately, too, because I feel like I've read a bunch of depressing stuff, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably why our last couple of episodes have kind of been like, we're all like sad by the end of it. <laughs> like, man. Be downers is what you guys <laughs> But basically it's about a guy who is a doctor and he goes on a ship and the it's about his travels to these different worlds. Some different. hallucinogenic mushrooms? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's what you do when you travel. <laughs> Well, he does talk about the little people and stuff. Yeah, they're like the first one, his first travel, like he gets shipwrecked and then he gets taken prisoner by these little people that tie him down that are like six inches, six inches tall. And then, I mean, see, I wonder, if, <laughs> I wonder if he like 
just saw some pygmy people and they were like two feet tall but then he just kind of exaggerated like it just kept kept escalating yeah. every idea yeah. has to come from somewhere right? maybe it's the oompa loompas because people in the west <laughs> indies used to be hella short yeah yeah like and for you a know, long they've, time they found the uh the pygmy people of what borneo or was that new guinea was borneo. or there's a little island somewhere where they had the little the little hobbit person they found bones of something something anybody anybody no idea. Nope. i have no clue i have to look it up fine go ahead sorry uh, it's okay <laughs> I can't believe um, she hasn't shot me by now. Can't believe nobody shot you by now. I'm not very aggressive. I should just give Josh my gun. He's trigger. Ooh, he's, he's trigger happy. <laughs> um, I mean, if you really want me. But his first travel is to Lilliput, which is where he meets the little people that like take him prisoner, sort of, and they kind of view him as a weapon because they're fighting this other like people across the little bay that they're. They don't like because they have differences in how they crack eggs, which is <laughs> strange. But he takes over their ships, and then they have a lot of weird customs. And eventually, he gets like tried for treason, and he runs away because they're going to try to take out his eyes. <laughs> and somehow he makes it back home. But then he decides to go back on another ship that gets shipwrecked again. Which um, at that point, I think after the first shipwreck, I would stop. But he and he ends up getting taken by these giants who are like 300 feet tall and they treat him like a circus animal. They're like, look at the little guy dance. And then he gets taken by the queen and eventually he leaves there and goes on another voyage and he meets. Um, this travel was weird to me. I didn't really understand their significance because it was basically like they were just a bunch of theoretical people and their academics and they just do a bunch of really weird research and it's they conjure like historical figures like Julius Caesar and he can talk to him. Sounds then, cool to me. It was interesting, <laughs> but it was just different because he went from like all the other people have like really different bodies than him. Like they're really smaller, they're really big, and like the last travel is horse people. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I just, it was really different. I bet they have really big hooves. <laughs> <Hooves>. Tails. Noses. <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, the last place he goes is they're horse people and they're really, really nice and they're enlightened and it's them and then the yahoos, which are like human-like creatures that serve them. And he's like, he really likes them and they're like really enlightening and intelligent. And he likes to talk to them and he wants to stay with them, but because of how he's built, they banish him because he looks like a yahoo. And then, he, you know. Damn, yahoo. Finds his way back home. But it's all about his travels to these different lands with these different people and all their different customs it was interesting. It was just, I don't know how to, like, not give away everything with yes, it. Yes, please don't. We have to, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was a little girl, my mother read a, a story to me that was based on Gulliver's Travels. But, of course, they don't go into the whole everything. It was more just where he got tied down by the little people. Right. Like, uh, what is it, Night at the Museum? They did the scene with the little figurines yes. and they tied oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a good read. I've always wanted to read it, and it was interesting. Definitely keeps your attention. Well, now I have a little bit, bit better perspective because the only part I knew about was just the little people. The little people, yep. And by, that, by the way, it was Flores, Indonesia, where the hobbit bones were found. The hobbit Just in bones. case you want to look that up, it is historically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Little-er people. Mm-hmm. Little-er A couple people. feet tall. All right. I guess that would leave me, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did well, you? 
I went to horror. It's a good place to go. Yeah. I actually read, uh, I was on one of the lists, of course. Best horror books of the year or last couple of years or something. Yeah, I think you sent that one to me. Yeah, I think I did. did. tag me in that? Yeah, I think I did. Uh, The one I read was called The Damned by Andrew Piper. And I liked it. I really, really, really liked it. Um, it reminded me. me a lot of what? <laughs> she reminded me of that one girl who gave the uh, Oscar speech. They, they like you me. Like they me. really like me, <laughs> Sally Field. Yeah. Um, so it, it was it was interesting because it, it sort of took me back in time through the the John Saul and the Stephen King and the Dean Kuntzes of my childhood, and brought back that same feeling. It was pretty pretty well written i was surprised um because it's been a while since i really went into the horror genre um it was about this young man who has or had a twin sister and when they were little kids they drowned or maybe it was that she drowned and then they brought her back but when she came back she was different so she didn't really I mean, she was like, the way that he described her was more like she was a serial killer at heart. You know, she just had this cold look in her eyes all the time. And she was very fascinated by dead things. And, you know, she was really a really super creepy character. So is it kind of like the the little boy in Pet Cemetery? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And so this book t- takes place when he is older and he has a... A wife, finally, because he's never really quite been able to get with anybody because she has never left him alone. She died when they were teenagers. Um, and that was in this burning building where he was never really supposed to get out. And so she haunts him constantly. Dang. Every time he tries to get close to somebody, she's there and she frightens people away and Finally, he finds love after all these years, and she is not having it. So it's the story about her and the way she starts to impact his life and sort of the fight for his soul. I mean, it was really, really good. I I was kind of quaking a little bit. I wanted to get done with it so that I could figure out what the hell she was and what was going to happen. I mean, it was really a very well-written story, and uh, I kind of... It kind of sent me off in the horror direction for a while. Actually, actually Christopher Buhlman is the other one that I, I really find myself liking. I think I did a Was it review. Dating Deadman? No, that, that was a different one. Christopher Buhlman was um, Necromancers. Yeah, it was yeah. Necro- Necromancer's House. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I'm kind of starting to get into that a little bit more because I've really found some good authors. It's not cheesy at all. It has that feeling of that deep dread that you get, you know, when something creepy is happening to you, like a really good horror movie, not the kind where people jump out at each other constantly. It's more like that slow burn, hair on the back of your neck standing up type horror. Perfect for October, but I just could could not wait. (laughs) So once again... um, Andrew Piper, and it was called The Damned, in case anyone's interested in reading that. I feel like some good horror. Well, you know that I do. 
That actually sounds like a really good book. It was, it was, I have to admit, it had all of the hallmarks of a really good Stephen King novel. They're remaking like the It movie. Yeah, yeah. That, they're doing that to death. They need to pick something else. Yeah, I saw that. The first that, one but... was good. That was good enough. I don't do the clown thing. I'm not, I'm good on that. <laughs> was it an, a movie before? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I haven't, oh, it's it was. I've never, I haven't seen it. I haven't. I, have I read it. the book, and the book wasn't one of my favorite Stephen King's. Well, it was super long, though. You have the movie? I do. You want to borrow it? Well, we might have to watch it sometime. Okay. <laughs> I mean, unless you want me to watch it alone beep, by myself. Beep, Bridgie. In the dark, no. In while the it's dark. raining and yes. lightning. No, we can do that, that on would our be next. Bad. With some creepy circus music in the background. We can. <laughs> you can crochet baby hats while. You do that, Josh. Yeah. I'm going to haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> You know that, was it, um, Insidious or whatever, where they have the tiptoe through the tulip song? My brother, I don't like scary movies. My brother makes me watch it with him, and he comes outside my door at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning that night, and, like, we have the little, you know, just push down the handle to open my door, and I just hear my door open, and the song starts playing. I swear I almost pissed the bed. (laughs) I've never been so mad at my brother in my life. (laughs) I was like... Cruel and unusual punishment. Like, <laughs> That's what brothers are for, That's right? That's a good older brother right. prank. He's a younger brother. <laughs> Ooh, even better. If I had an older sister, I'd have been pranking her all the time. Oh, I did that to my little sister all the time with the scary movies because she still is mad at me from this day. That <clears throat> She says I made her, but she wanted to watch... Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. But at the time, we she never was like to, only 10 and... It scared the bejesus out of her. Oh, <laughs> poor Nessa. <laughs> but she'll tell you that I made her watch it, but she wanted to watch it. Yeah, but she was 10 years old, and she, doesn't, she wasn't responsible for what she wanted yet. That was your fault as a bigger sister. Hey, if you're 10 years old, you Pretty can choose sure I was whatever like 17 you want. And, I was still <laughs> and you're responsible for it. Yeah, whatever. I just thought it was fun for her to watch it. <laughs> You're me. For the record, to this day, the only scary movie I've ever seen is The Gremlins. That wasn't that. It, that it terrified me. Really? I, when you're like, I don't know how old, I was in daycare. They showed it to us at daycare. I was like eight years old. I See, can't I watched wait it to prank at daycare. You. No, like I can watch scary oh. movies and I don't have any issue, but The Gremlins still scares the shit out of me. Now, The Exorcist is the only one that scared the crap out of me, but I watched it in the dark during a thunderstorm. Mine was by Night myself. of the Living Dead, it's the, best way the to original. Watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still kind of freaked out by that whole Sinister flesh eating. Wait, which one? Night of the Living Dead. Ah. The original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zombies? Yeah. And now you love to read zombies. Oh, of course I do, yeah. Sinister is like, I have. Because I have four, there's four of us, and that's, that's like family with four kids, whatever, and the youngest one kills the rest of the family because he gets possessed by the boogeyman. I made Alex sleep in my rooms because he was not killing me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, right. You're sleeping in my room because I'm watching your ass. Like, <laughs> I feel like you'd be more likely to get killed that way. I don't know. You would be the first, first to target. go. <laughs> yeah. I'd say that uh, this was a fairly successful podcast. Five books. We had We had one science fiction. We had one fairly mainstream with, with Nicole's The Nest. We had two kind of funny, funny and one horror. We just touched everything. And cool. we didn't plan that at all. We're well-rounded. We are. It just happened that way. Oh, now, no, next no. week, 
um, I read, uh, I am reading right now a follow-up, well, it's sort of a prequel to The Girl with the Gifts. Oh, Girl with oh, all the really? gifts, yeah. It's called The Boy on the Bridge. I'm just about done with that one. And, uh... Ah! Jesus <laughs> what did I do? I just wanted to let one go. Did they turn they turned the girl with all the gifts into a movie, they didn't did. they? I just watched, watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like two days ago did or you something. Like it? it was creepy. Travis did not like it. I didn't think it was bad, but he doesn't like scary anything, including zombies. Not so. me. <laughs> the, book was, the book was really what kind of good. crap is that? <laughs> you told me to. <laughs> the, the Nerf gun bullets are flying willy nilly in here. Willy nilly, people. Josh, keep your bullets in your pants over there. Start it. <laughs> He's got two missing it. bullets right now, <laughs> and I did make him blush. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be three. If you play your cards right, Martha. Damn it! Oh, it didn't go. Misfire. Oh, he, really, he hit me right in the heart. Or was that the boob? Not through the heart. <laughs> and you're to blame. <laughs> so what's next? Are you going to be with us next week, Nicole? I should be. Yay! I gave uh, Nicole a book, um, the girl with the girl with the pearl earring, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I read for one of the first book clubs I was ever a part of. Yeah. A bunch of. Uh, expats from Australia and England and places like that when I lived in Houston. And I really liked it, so I gave it to Nicole. It's nice and short and good, so maybe she'll like that. And what are you guys up to? What are you getting ready for? Oh, we have Christy Whidden next week, too. Speaking of Stephen King, I think I'm going to start The Gunslinger, which okay. is like the first of the Dark Tower ones. All right. I'm, I'm reading um, A Visit from the Goon Squad. By Jennifer Egan? Yes. I've heard a lot about that one, but I haven't read it. Which is a very different than what I usually read. It's not historical fiction. Believe it or not. That Nerf gun really hits hard. It really My does. My boobs are smarting over here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you shoot me again, Josh. Joshua. Why did you throw that bullet back to me? Well, yeah, that was just a bad decision on your part. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, I guess uh, historically... We are past the hump. The one-year hump? Well, the 53rd week. We're on right. our 53rd week, so. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do this one without you either, Nicole. We missed you too much. <laughs> well, thank you. I missed you guys. And I'm glad everything's better now, except for your washing machine still hasn't. Yeah. But we're, we're still working on that. <laughs> I mean, who has a washing machine? machine actually explode apparently lots of people because there are five lawsuits in oklahoma city about it right now (laughs) from one lawyer i didn't that's only lawyer i talked to so there could be more exploding washing machines and all that's crazy yeah okay kids a whole year has gone by and that's gonna do it for three Three book girls. girls